gratitude, it seems to me, should not be confined to a day or a week or even a year. Gratitude, I think, is a mindset. Every day, I try to find something to be grateful for. And every day, that thing is cereal. Hello and welcome to The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McElroy, and I am a cereal enthusiast. My name is Dan Goubert, and I am a cereal archaeologist uh, mm-hmm. in that we're talking about a lot of Pebbles products today. <laughs> All the finest cereals have been unearthed from the dust and <laughs> shoveled directly into a bowl, as we all know. Uh, Dan, I'm so happy to be here recording the show with you uh, to find a, a moment of solace. You know, this show brings me a lot of peace uh, to record, as I hope it does for our listeners. That was oh, yeah. a gap for you to say that you enjoy doing it too, Dan, but you've let it go by, and I don't want to... Oh, 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 yeah, I totally love it. Oh, it's boy. So oh, godly. Uh, <laughs> this is a time for you to relax, to not think about anything other than cereal. We're going to talk about some news, some reviews, and, uh, you know, some other stuff. Ephemera. Cereal ephemera. Um you promised Pebble News. Do you want to start with Pebble News, or we want to go a little bit outside the pebbles to um, start off with? Let's start with a sort of uh, a more open prologue before mm. we get down to the, the nitty-gritty gravelly stuff. Sure. Um, so this is news of another new Cheerios edition. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about a couple different new Cheerios items, and one of them was multigrain Cheerios with dried strawberry pieces. Mm. Uh, so that's exciting for those those of us who like uh, plain plainish Cheerios and the the unique chew of dried fruit. Uh, but for those of us who prefer to have our fruit flavor baked in with a little bit a little bit of something sweeter in there. Uh, General Mills has just the solution with upcoming chocolate strawberry Cheerios. Uh, these are debuting uh, near the start of 2021, just in time, or more than just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. These are stylized-like and appear to be very similar to chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. Those came out a couple years back, and they were probably one of the best Cheerios of their time, probably one of the greatest of all time. Uh, wow. Just very, very richly powdered uh Cheerios, so I think that will translate very well to chocolate and strawberry. It makes me think particularly of, if you remember when I talked about the holy flavor trinity of cereal. Um, Of course, I remember, but if you could refresh our listeners. Sure. So my theory is basically that three different flavors and combinations thereof could more or less give you the greatest spectrum of cereal enjoyment out there. So you've got chocolate, peanut butter, and strawberry. With chocolate and peanut butter, we saw that with the Cheerios, pretty great. With chocolate and strawberry, I'm sure it's going to be pretty swell too. But that sort of implies that the next space that General Mills and Cheerios need to enter would be that of PB&J Cheerios, so bringing the fruity and the nutty together. And if that's how this Cheerios trilogy ends, I am in. Yeah. I got the front row seats, <laughs> I got the platinum bowl. <laughs> the gilded spoon. People laugh when he bought that platinum bowl. They said, Dan, don't spend tens of thousands of dollars on a platinum <laughs> bowl. But who's, who's laughing now? Dan, there are so many stories about pebbles. 
I have to wonder, is Pebbles going to be the new Cinema Toast Crunch? Uh, it may sound like that, given with given all the things that we're about to talk about, but it is interesting to note that this is the 50th anniversary of Pebble, Pebble cereals. Wow. So when you see Post going into uh, a cross-branding Blitz, it's probably mostly all to celebrate that unique occasion and, and really cash in on, uh, what do they call that anniversary? The... We'll call it the granite anniversary for the sake okay. of Pebbles. <laughs> but the the first item on our Pebbles watch, this Pebbles giving, is Pebbles coffee creamer in both fruity and cocoa varieties. Mm. Uh, this Sounds is interesting. Uh, it comes pretty closely on the heels of Cinnamon Toast Crunch coffee creamer. And it, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag in my opinion. I think fruity Pebbles coffee creamer has a really, really distinct, unique flavor to it that could be really, really fun. Uh, that necessarily wasn't the case with the the fruity cereal coffee that we talked about a few episodes back. Yeah, um, that was kind of really really stringent in a sense. Uh, so I hope they can improve on that, which it probably will because it'll be a lot sweeter. But cocoa pebbles, I I have trouble seeing how that might taste any different from just like a mocha creamer. Yeah, it's a specific flavor. It would be, I mean, I think that would be quite a feat to nail the exact cocoa flavor of cocoa pebbles if they do it it might be interesting but uh i think fruity pebbles is definitely the well it's a stranger combination too uh fruity creamers are not are not super duper common um now where I do you stand oh sorry no that's it uh where do you stand on the issue of cocoa pebbles versus cocoa crispies uh i i per- personally i uh, i think that in terms of form factor crunch texture uh, the Cocoa Pebbles pieces, or the Pebbles pieces, I should say, are the peak of cereal engineering. I don't think there is a more pleasant uh, base uh, than than Pebbles. So Cocoa hmm. Pebbles would take it over. Cocoa Krispies. Okay. I definitely like the audiological factor of the Krispies. I think that means means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of have a weird thing with Pebbles, which, like, if I eat it, too meditatively as this podcast would recommend it gets a little too soggy and uh sloppy you gotta power through for sure Mm -hmm. the one time the cereal should be uh sort of fast i guess Mm. um what else more pebbles more pebbles pebbles. uh so these are rumored to be coinciding with the 50th release of pebbles the 50th anniversary and these are birthday cake pebbles uh why is that ringing a bell for me in 2010, there were cupcake pebbles. That is maybe what I'm thinking of here. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it'll probably taste very similar to those, which means very, very, very sweet with probably a dash of buttercream. Um, it's funny. I was thinking, like, who who is very excited for birthday cake pebbles? And then I went back and I read more about the cupcake pebbles. And uh, if you've ever been on MrBreakfast.com, and if you haven't, uh, that's a good way to waste and a good afternoon. Uh, they have a chronicle of just every cereal that's ever come out. And people can leave comments. And like even on the most obscure stuff, you'll find someone in the comments who's like, best stuff ever, best cereal ever released. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they get rid of this? Why would they get rid of Cupcake Pebbles? Um, I read this, this, one, this one review comes from somebody who says, the texture, the taste, the presentation, it's got it all. Life hack, if you let it sit for a little, like 30 minutes, it gets all soggy, so you can drink it like a smoothie. 
Thought I'd let my fellow civilians know peace, love, and happiness. That's lovely. <laughs> Did you ever try candy corn pebbles? Oh, no. I think that was a bit before my bloggerly time. Yeah, was, I guess 2014. Uh, I'm just looking at the list of, of different pebbles varieties because I was trying to remind myself if there's any other biggies that I I do remember I sugar cookie pebbles. Yeah, it was, 20, that was around the same time. The best smelling cereal. Not even talking about taste because it was only all right. But the smell was candle worthy. We've got an update uh, here. Um, uh, uh, why don't you clue me in? Um, so if you remember a while back when we were introducing the Pebbles candy bar from Frankfurt, um, we also mentioned how they were releasing a Pebbles uh, white chocolate bunny for Easter next year. Mm-hmm. And we kind of gave the uh, the note that you need to wait for those for a while, obviously. But you do not need to wait if you want to get a giant hunk of uh, white creaminess and Pebbles because they're also releasing Fruity Pebbles bunnies, much like we saw with Fruit Loops last year. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and that's from Frankfurt, who I learned uh, are also the ones who make gummy Krabby Patties. So oh, great. Come in full circle there. I bought a uh, plastic candy cane full of gummy Krabby Patties for my children. They, they make delighted. those in candy canes? It was a huge plastic candy cane full of Krabby Patties. Are they all individually wrapped, or is it just Oh, yeah, one? yeah, yeah. They don't skimp on the plastic. Over okay, there, okay, okay, okay. Um, this last story is... Uh, it's... This is a challenging one, Dan. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, try and think of the most obscure consumable product that Pebbles could be uh, infused into, and mm-hmm. you're probably not going to land on... Number one's antifreeze. Number two <laughs> is Pebbles protein powder from Dimatize, I believe is how it's pronounced. And these are giant, giant, giant thumping tubs that you've probably seen of just the most pebbles protein powder you could possibly imagine and they have them in both fruity and cocoa varieties don't get it mm. don't get it twisted there's something for everyone here um, i guess these are pebbles that you actually could use in a smoothie uh, like that guy was mentioning earlier um, but it really doesn't become that weird if you think about it instead as the the modern successor to the flintstones vitamin yeah, it's Flintstones vitamins for grown-ups. Yeah, we need a, a whole suite of Flintstones lifestyle products for the active adult. Um, the the this I don't know about this one. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like it would be uh, uh, disconcerting to have the flavor in in something that's that healthy. But hey, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a cart when you have to get swole. Why not do it with Fred and Barney in the game? <laughs> <laughs> the the shining icons, the beacons of of you know ripped masculinity, Fred and Barney. Dan, Fruit Loops candy canes. Uh, how close we have we have run the gamut. I feel like on Fruit Loops products. How closely do these nail uh, the 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 distinct flavor of Fruit Loops? They they're kind of glass cannons. I mean, any any candy cane is because they crush so easily, but yeah. they they nail the Fruit Loops flavor, but it does not last long, and it's very sort of like surface level. So you can enjoy it, you can taste taste the Fruit Loops goodness, but once you get to the cane beneath it, it's like just really really unpleasant. Like it's it's not even as good as sort of a pixie 
not the 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 Wonka Fun Dip lick a stick. Mm. Um, that's what I would have loved beneath this sort of Fruit Loops glaze. But really, it's just this sort of boring, uh, flavorless candy cane base that, unfortunately, does not make the experience worth it. In my opinion, it needs to be infused down to the molecular level of every single atom in that candy cane if this is going to work. <laughs> and it and has it. I mean, it looks it looks super cute though. I would hang hey, these on my Christmas that. tree. You can't beat that. Um, did you try uh, Mandalorian cereal? Yeah, I've had this one on top of my fridge for a while now, just because I keep forgetting that it exists. Uh, and I hadn't actually tried it because I was busy with other blog articles, but I just finally cracked it open yesterday, and it is just bad. It's really bad. I had it. It's really bad. It's like it's. You can have whatever opinions you want on the Star Wars franchise, but it's funny how the metaphorical decline of quality of Star Wars serials seems to matches seems to match a lot of people's criticisms of the series over time. It's just mm-hmm. gotten very very bland. They don't even try to shape the corn puffs into little X-wings anymore. They just give you these round corn puffs and a single a single shape of marshmallow in the the baby Yoda green. And the whole thing just kind of tastes like not tricks, but tricks flavored medicine. And I don't think there's much redeeming this one, in my opinion. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I had it. It is a real, it's a real disappointment, Dan. <laughs> I, and I, I, you know, it's bad enough. Star Wars cereals are pretty, uh, like you said, bland, but this one is just beyond. It also has the wildest back of box. I couldn't make heads or tails of it. Um, it <laughs> looks like a zoom in of a Star Wars trading card, but it's gigantic and there's no information. It's so strange. <laughs> it's just sort of a, a mosaic mural piece. Yeah, um, it's so, so bizarre. Do your kids you know, tolerate I, this one at least? Uh, no, they they liked the little Yoda marshmallows. My two year old is obsessed with Baby Yoda, so she picked out the marshmallows and ate them. Which <laughs> is as close as she can get to Baby Yoda, consuming him <laughs> into her human body. Um, I uh, I had uh, uh, I had a cereal this week. Oh, a new one. please tell. Um, the uh, Elf on the Shelf sugar, sorry, Elf on the Shelf candy cane cookie crunch. I think it's called. Oh, I was looking for that one. I couldn't find it. Yeah, just to give you a heads up, and I don't want to bias your your reviewing process. Um, it is the faintest possible mint flavor. Oh man! I think they could possibly have done. You know, the weirdest thing about it is the marshmallows, which are, if you remember, the last Elf on the Shelf, very small. I mean, microscopic mm-hmm. marshmallows um, have a stronger mint flavor, but they're so rare, it feels like you've bitten down on some sort of incorrectly blended cereal piece. <laughs> like, oh boy, that's a lot of mint in that little bite. Of uh, the rest of them, it is the, it is the hint of mint. It's like mint lived there for a few months and then moved out, and mm. there's just a little bit of like mint left in the corners from time to time if you yeah, look closely. Seeped into the carpet. Yeah. Um, no, we did not. Now, and the sad thing is, they only sell these things in like family size boxes so now i have oh, to try to engineer a, a purpose uh nobody in my house likes this cereal but you can't even hang that stuff on the tree like a, like i can the candy canes <laughs> uh here's an email from a listener uh, uh our email address is mail at bowl.rest if you'd like to reach out um hi dan and justin first let me say i love the podcast it's both relaxing and informative 
Secondly, I'm in dire need of help. For years, I've been trying to find a cereal that I had as a child. I don't remember what it was called and have made absolutely no progress in figuring out. I was really hoping you could help. It was a Lucky Charms slash Marshmallow Mateys like cereal, but the oat bits were banana flavored. They weren't advertised this way, but they definitely were. It may have been a store brand. I live in South Carolina, if that helps. It may even be discontinued. It's such an important flavor of my childhood, as I'm sure you can understand. If you're not able to help, I totally understand. I just didn't know where else to turn. That's from Sweet Crusade in South Carolina. Um, does this ring any bells for you? I don't think it does. And part of the reason I wanted us to read it on the air is just in case anyone out there can identify what this is. Because I really, really... I get a fair number of emails from people trying to identify these very, very vague cereals from their past memory, and I'm really sad when I can't contribute any sort of uh, confident suggestion to that search. So I'm, there's got to be someone out here listening to our show that this rings a bell to. So yeah. if, if you know what cereal this is, you can head to mail at bull.rest, and we can link you up, link your answer up with Sweet Crusade in South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, well, we would, and we will also definitely read it on the show because I'm sure it's going to be bugging people until until mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Uh, we asked you, our beloved listeners, if you had a jar of cinnamon toast cinnadust, uh, what would you do with it? And you were kind enough to indulge us with uh, your answers, so we're going to listen to those now. Dear Dan and Justin, my name is Samantha from Boston. And it's such a treat to be able to weigh in on some creative uses for Cinnamon Toast Crunch Toast. I work in memory care, and each year my residents and I home-make lip scrubs to gift to the nurses during the holidays. These exfoliating scrubs are made from sugar and coconut oil, but I wonder how replacing that sugar with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Dust might sweeten everything up. I do worry that we'll end up eating the scrubs before we can gift them, but regardless, it's something I'd be willing to try this year. Thank you so much for this podcast and this space. Take good care. Hello, cereal lovers. This is Adrian from Boston. I'm here to share my idea for using cinnamon toast crunch dust. I have a treat I used to make growing up around the holidays when I'm baking pies. For this, you will take scraps of pie dough that don't get used or are trimmed off, roll them out again, and cut them into strips. Then brush these with some egg wash and sprinkle liberally with the cinnamon toast crunch dust. Then bake in the oven for around 10 minutes or until golden brown and crispy. These are simple but delicious little snacks to munch on while waiting for your pie to cool, or anytime you want a little bite of something sweet. Enjoy. Hello, Dan and Justin. This is Chloe from Arkansas. My application of the dust would be sprinkle the top, plain cream cheese, spread over a King's Hawaiian bagel. This would be much preferable to the cinnamon-flavored cream cheese available in stores. Thank you again for the podcast. Well, those are all wonderful. I'm incredibly hungry now. Uh, those all sound delightful, especially those little little pie crust treats just a little secret for you the baker i love that (laughs) yeah we got like more answers to this one than i think any other question we've been asked so if anyone wants to take the rest of the cinder dust off my hands for your own imaginative journeys um you can otherwise i will be i will be trying that pie method this thanksgiving um yeah that sounds delicious uh 
Well, Dan, what do we have any questions? We need a question. What, I, what should we ask people? I think we should get the listeners' take on what would be the perfect Pebbles licensed product. You've heard a lot of ridiculous ones today, but whether it's fruity, cocoa, birthday cake, cupcake, whatever Pebbles, what Pebbles product do you want to see, smell, taste, Mm. Mm. use to make your life better? Whatever it is, let us know. Yeah, if you head over to bold.rest, you can click the button to leave us a message. Uh, If you want to plug in a mic, that's great, or your phone is fine too. Just be sure to keep it cool, keep it calm. And we might play that on the program. Hey, Dan, what what are you thankful for this year in the world of breakfast? Man, it's like I'm thankful. You know, I don't even need to think about that. I'm not going to say something vague and sort of overbroad and sentimental. I'm thankful for Raisin Bran Crunch from Kellogg's. Mm. This is just a cereal that I've always loved, uh, but I've come back at this time of year to appreciate it more than ever as sort of like the perfect, the perfect cereal in terms of texture blending. Uh, so again, we're going to talk about another Holy Trinity because that's how I like to conceptualize my, my cereal thoughts. Only in Raisin Bran Crunch do you get crisp, crunch, and chew all at the same time. Mm. I don't know if anyone else can name a cereal that's quite like that, but the sort of palette playground that this brings to every bowl is way more enjoyable than any other like single shaped cereal or marshmallow based cereal in my opinion that's lovely dan i think it's a delicious cereal it's one of my wife's favorites um it's a classic uh i am thankful for the fact that the greats the all-time old school greats your cornflakes, your Cheerios, your Rice Krispies. I'm thankful that some, you know, 50, 60, 70, in some cases almost 100 years later, these cereals still hold up. You can mm-hmm. eat a box, of, you can eat a bowl of cornflakes right now, and it is going to treat you right. It's just a classic. As we've seen so many cereals uh, sort of devolve into different shapes of rice balls with eight marshmallows in the box. I'm very thankful that the classics still have like this incredible nuance of flavor and texture and are just satisfying every time you have them. Yeah, but I mean, they only have like one one type of texture, though. I don't know how you cope with that. <laughs> one type of texture, sure, but then they get a little soggier. And then, That's ooh, true. welcome That's to the party, true. other textures. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, cornflakes, you went too far. Come back. Come back. This isn't appealing anymore. Um, Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'm thankful for also is our our listeners who join us uh, for every episode to just unwind and catch up with the latest uh, serial news. Um, It's been such a joy recording this this show, which is, is rounding the bin on 42 episodes. In fact, by the time we're done with this, I bet we'll be at 42. (laughs) (laughs) On our way to 43. (laughs) 43, folks, it's just around the corner. (laughs) Um, But please stay safe. Take care of yourself. Um, Be good to yourself. Uh, If you want more great cereal info, serialistly.net is the website for you. 
uh, where you can read more about a lot of the stuff we talked about uh, today. Read Dan's beautifully written reviews. Um, whatever, wh- whatever you need. Seriously, as long as it's about cereal or pop tarts, <laughs> uh, the seriously.net is there for you. Uh, I am thankful for Emily Loper, who is our show editor. Uh, I'm thankful for Chris Zabriskie and his opening theme of The Sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow. I'm thankful for Bria Davis and her amazing podcast branding that she has contributed to this show. And I'm thankful for lactose-free milk, which has really, really come in handy these days as a very, very creamy treat. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Be sure to join us again next time. But until then, for Dan Gabera, my name is Justin McElroy. And as always, don't forget forget to drink the milk. I mean, you you said it all. You said it all. You gave up. No, you're right. I overstepped. (laughs) 